1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod. Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? We have... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know what we're talking about. I know what we're talking about. You know why? Because I have show notes. Do you? I got... I took notes. Did you? It's like... I'm prepared. Are you? I am prepared. Well, this is the first, ladies and gentlemen. Upcoming right. events. Upcoming events. What are we going to be at Monday the 29th? It's like a pop quiz.
0: Monday the 29th, we're going to be at the Make-A-Wish show in, Apple, or in Applebee's. I guess we'll be in Applebee's. We'll Will be, we go eat? Yeah, we'll be in easily though.
1: That's at right. At the Applebee's. Great show, great show. Monday show. Yeah, Memorial Monday. Day Monday. Applebee's.
0: And the last one got rained out, so everybody... sure to be here.
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing. It's for a great cause. It's Make-A-Wish. It's helping all the local kids with the the local Make-A-Wish.
0: Right, right. It's right here in South Carolina. So, following weekend.
1: June 3rd.
0: Back to the basics in Simpsonville, South Carolina.
1: At Heritage Park.
0: Yes, sir. This is an awesome show.
1: This is like the end-all be-all. If you've watched Fast and Furious and you got a little excited... You need to be here.
0: I, got, I watch Fast and Furious, and I got excited, Rob.
1: And that's probably why you like it.
0: It is. This is a great show, which, for those who don't know, I am a, uh, I, I kind of dabble in the foreign cars a little bit. I've had 240SX and a 280ZX Turbo. I
1: had a Honda Lawn
0: That's kind of the same thing. Well, you had a D21. That counts.
1: I did have a Nissan pickup truck.
0: So That, but that, that counts.
1: I was a mini trucker, not an import guy. There's a difference. <laughs> okay,
0: whatever. Your main truck was foreign. How about that?
1: Not to me. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, the Batman Basic show, great event, just like Audra was talking about. Put on by Misperception All right. Park Club.
0: And then, if my dear old friend Rob Pitts can stay awake when we leave there, we're heading to Atlanta.
1: Have fun with that, kids. <laughs>
0: Now seriously, we're going down to uh, Caffeine and Octane, and it's that's an awesome
1: show. Bruce Pikey puts on a hellacious event at Perimeter Mall in Atlanta. It's a great show, but it it starts very early. And, and it's four hours away. Yeah, but it's a great event. You know, it's like, Bruce, have you ever thought about an afternoon show? But <laughs> anyway. So we're planning on heading down to that, and they got their own TV show now, so that's pretty cool. That's right. So that's awesome. Well, the following week, where will we be? June 9th, Friday, the Carolina Thunder Series Pro Mods at Union County Dragway. Not only is it an NHRA-sanctioned track, but it's the only concrete 8th-mile sanctioned NHRA track in the state of South Carolina. That's a lot. That, that was a
0: mouthful you just
1: let out there. I'm just saying. It's like I've said that once or twice.
0: You may have. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't made the venture down to Union County Dragway, this is well it's the newest track in south carolina i mean it's the newest of everything it's newest to be an hra sanction. i and mean it's one of
1: the top five eighth mile tracks in the country
0: it's a great facility it, all in all it's a great facility the track's good it hooks i mean good racing happens there just this past week uh who, who was it down there uh the um gassers
1: yeah we had the southeast Gassers down there for still in motion I want to tell you something. This track, it's just a great track. It's a great street car track, but it's a great track for the fast cars, for the pro mods. These 200-mile-an-hour cars, it's nothing for them. We had jet cars there the other week.
0: Well, the last time we were down went there, we saw the track record get set. Exactly. I mean, uh, what was that, 197? I think so. 197, I think that's right, like 382. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, those are impressive times, and you got to have a good track to lay down times Well, like that. and this
1: is the thing. Nowhere in the area remotely are you ever going to see a time that fast on a track
0: either? no no i mean no offense but shady side where shoals
1: greer none of that i mean you're you, not going well, to lay down well first that. of all there's not enough room to stop a car that goes that fast there. yeah this track is an NHRA sanctioned track and they bring out the big boy cars yes, I mean, there's sir. all there is to it yes sir all right so the following morning we're going to be at uh, Tiaras and Tires in Greer, South Carolina, off Buncombe Road. I'll tell you what, this is a fun event. It helps the, uh, the Foothills Miss South Carolina Pageant Association. We're helping them out. and Also, they're giving part of the proceeds to uh, the Chir- Children's Miracle Network. Yep, and Great show, great charity show, great local show, guys. It's an open show. Everybody come out. Have a good time. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Of course, High Rods and Happy Hour is going to be there playing all your favorites. But, like I said, great event, good top 20 show. Can't beat it. Uh,
0: I heard mention there might be, this is a big might, be a dunk booth there.
1: There might be a dunk booth.
0: Might be a dunk booth. Are you going to get in said dunk booth?
1: No. No? No. Why not? Have you seen my hair? (laughs) It's perfect. Uh, And it's going to stay that way. Party pooper. So what are we going to be doing the following week? I tell you what guys, it's the original where it all got started. Ruby Tuesdays, June eighteenth. Four lettuces? Four. Count them. One, two, three, four. Everybody in the room's got four fingers up. Four lettuces at the salad bar. Ruby Tuesdays. Hot rods and happy hour cruise in. This is this very special cruise in though. Um That's right. We're helping out our good buddy Zach. Yeah, tell uh, us a little bit about that, Odd Rod. Well, on Saturday, May
0: sixth, Zach was in a head-on collision. He had to be cut from his Dodge Dart that also caught on fire. Zach sustained many broken bones that included his elbow and multiple pelvic breaks. So Zach's gonna need some help with some medical bills and all that getting up back on. Well, his feet. Zach's
1: got you know he's got a young son, and this is another thing. I mean, this guy he's a member of Carolina Mopars Fails. Yep. So, you know, he's a car guy. He's in... I mean, this is one of our people. And I'll tell you what, the car community pulls together. We're a family and we look out for one another. So we're having this cruise. And we got some great raffle prizes. we got a computer. We got wheels and tires.
0: Dude, we got two sets of wheels and tires. We got a custom set of wheels and tires for, for Dodges. Uh, we got two Shine Guys six-hour detail gift cards. Photo shoots are given away. I mean, it's yeah, going to be I mean,
1: a great time. And then all the money's going to a really great cause.
0: Absolutely. And uh, also... Donations can be made with uh, Community Works Federal Credit Union. Uh, see Miss Carrie Smith. I'll tell you what; she can hook you up. She can hook you up if you want to make some donations. And also, uh, all the Mopar guys—they're going to be out at uh that certain morning car show with a uh, cool beverage or warm beverages. And you can ask them for details about how to get a hold of some raffle tickets.
1: That's right. I actually heard through the grapevine they're going to be at the Dunkin' Donuts right there off of uh, off the parkway right there selling raffle tickets at the so Dunkin' right, Donuts. Right,
0: right after the certain
1: morning event. Right there around the corner, yeah. Okay, but right. and like I said, you know, you got plenty of time about raffle tickets between now and the the High and Happy Hour event where we'll actually be doing the raffle drawing for these prizes.
0: Yeah, so we'll actually be drawing at our event and giving out these prizes, and I mean, we'll be taking donations on site and helping Zach out. It's all gonna be a, it's
1: gonna be a great show. I love these charity shows.
0: Yeah, and if we can get, um, I'm actually looking into. Well, we are looking into getting uh, permission to have Zach's car out there on site.
1: Well, I mean, the thing you got to think about, this guy was in a head-on collision. It's a Dodge Dart. They're not a big car yeah, at
0: that, all. Well, it's basically a new Dodge Neon. That's all it
1: is. Well, I mean, it's a small car, and like I said, he got hit head-on. This thing is wadded up like a newspaper.
0: And I'll tell you guys, the worst part of this uh, tragedy is that he was hit by what we presume to be a drunk driver, and the uh, driver of the van afterwards got out and ran and has yet to been found. So.
1: so, I mean, that's even horrible. I mean, this car caught on fire. Yeah. And that man left him sitting in that car. I mean, that's horrible, man. So I'll tell you what, guys, all the car community, big favor from Rob and I, Rod. We'd love for you to come out to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on June 18th. It's going to be a great event, you know, helping a great cause. Yes, sir. I don't think we can say anything more about that. All right, guys, after
0: that, we're going to have a break in some car show action for a couple weeks. I tell you what, we, a day <laughs> off? Yeah, we might can, uh, we might can actually uh, work on our cars a little bit.
1: I don't have to work on mine
0: you uh you said you have a little uh little thing going on
1: I can wax it <laughs> <laughs> but no actually it'd be nice to actually attend a car show yeah we
0: might do <laughs> might do that too well I'll tell you what boy this uh past weekend we had a good time
1: I tell you what and we're gonna be talking about it here in a little bit but the Camaro Gathering in uh, Clemens North Carolina in
0: beautiful Clemens North Carolina I tell you man I want to wait till we get back to talk more about this but I'm looking forward to next year really.
1: Really, I'm looking forward to the next I year. i to tell for this you something. You, you, I, those Camaro guys, I think they got to you.
0: Well, there might have been a jello shot or two involved. I mean, we might have lived up to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour name a little bit, but, you know. That was a
1: good time. It was a great show. It was a hotel show. Hotel shows are always fun.
0: Uh, hotel shows are the greatest, except for us. If you get hot, you get tired, you can just go up to the room and chill out for a few, you know, unless you're us. But
1: And you just go back to the toaster trailer and hang out. <laughs> That's what we do.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well,
1: Rob Pitts, I think we got to pay some bills. I tell you what, guys, we got to keep the lights on here. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. Right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. Hot right. Rod. Yes, sir, Rob Pitts. I tell you what, guys, you want to talk about the Camaro? I can see you right now. You are giddy with excitement. The Camaro gathering was great. I think we should talk about it. I want to tell you something. I still think you got a little buzz going from that Jello. Could be. It's either
0: uh, Buzz or the diabetic coma wearing off. One of the two.
1: I lean more to the first one.
0: Probably right. So, where were we since you couldn't remember it all weekend? We
1: we were in Clemens, North Carolina. Clemens, North Carolina. Beautiful Clemens, North Carolina. Right outside Winston-Salem if you don't own a map.
0: For the fifth annual Camaro Gathering, North Carolina Camaro Gathering i tell you what
1: great show hotel show like i said hotel shows are my favorite car shows you know what i'm saying you can walk around you can go back in the room you can go jump in the pool There's a lot of cool things live bands
0: yeah unless you're us then you just stay in the oven we call our trailer
1: exactly you just play in the oven
0: <laughs> man it was two days though of action packed camaro fun well, two, well, well two
1: action packed camaro action fun packed camaro fun how long did it take you to put that together I mean, I just threw it together right here on the spot. It was magic. It, it was magic. I'm I, telling you what, I like seeing the Copo Camaro there too. The Copo Camaro was very, very cool. There was a lot of there was a lot of really. I won't tell you something. You don't have to be a Camaro fan to enjoy enjoy the Camaro gathering. The Camaro gathering is just a great show. And I'll tell you something. Take all the badass Camaros out of the equation. Okay. You know what's even better than the Camaros? What's that? The people. The people are good. I want to tell you something, and I hate to do a little name dropping. Butch Yates, Jeffrey Walsh, John Constantine. These guys are awesome. Don Short, I love these guys. I mean, these guys put on one hell of an event, but, I mean, they're just fun people to hang out with. They're great people, all of them. I did. I mean, it was a great show all the way around. I mean, I'm talking about they're cooking out at the hotel. They're cooking out. They got tents set up. Of course, you know, Hot Rods and Happy Hour's got the tunes. And we got our lights going too. That's right. I mean, and then, and, and then the Friday night light show, man. Yeah, of course we had the Friday night light show. And I mean, this thing. I am going to tell you something. Like I've seen like the laser light show at Stone Mountain <laughs> pales in comparison to the light show at the North Carolina Camaro Gathering.
0: I'm tell you what, these guys take it to a whole nother level, man. There was mannequins lit up with their cars.
1: I mean, it was great. Uh, well, I mean, well, this is the thing. I mean, these guys take show to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they know how to do it. I mean, they, they just, just didn't back into a parking spot. I mean, they've got the lights, they've got show boards, they got a mannequin set up. I mean, they got themes going with these cars. Yeah, I, the Hulk theme car was a great one. I love that car. I love the Hulk theme car. I like the Green Hornet one too.
0: And then the Transformers cars. They even have the Transformer vocals. That's right. I mean great stuff the bumblebee car there you go yeah. uh i mean great stuff And this led uh led show concept at night is a great concept to add to any car show i think
1: well it just adds a whole so it's like you had a really cool cruise and you got the lights going you got the music going and then we had the bands come on after you know after we stopped playing i mean it was a, like i said it was a great night friday night saturday all day long weather was gorgeous what was it, some 200 Camaros from all generations filled the parking lot yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about from Canada, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. I mean, all over the place these cars are from.
0: Yep, right there the Village Inn, man, it was great. Uh, there was, I mean, it was predominantly 5th 6th Gen, without a doubt, but there was cars from every
1: generation and some beautiful ones to boot. I tell you, and I know I keep talking about this car, but there was an 81 Z28 there. That was probably the slickest third gen Camaro or second gen Camaro I've ever seen in my life. Yes, the black one you're talking about. That thing was absolutely perfect.
0: I'm with you. I mean, that was a good. Go- so, all right, let's say this: If you had to pick a Camaro to take home from that show, which would it be?
1: Probably the Copo.
0: Ooh, interesting. Okay, so you swapped from your '81 to the Copo. Strictly
1: value wise. Value wise, okay. Take, take the Copo from the equation. You know which one I'd get. What's that? That Pro Street '69 Camaro that was sitting around the corner. The blue one. Yes.
0: Okay, I'm with you. I next, got,
1: next to the hot pink ZL1.
0: I got two in mind that I would take home. There was one, the LS Swap first-gen Camaro that, that was also blue. Mm-hmm. Or I think I would take home that white uh, sixth-gen.
1: That was a good-looking car. That was a pretty car. I remember that one. I tell you, take those cars out of the equation, I would definitely go for the 81. If the 81 was out, I'd go for that split bumper, the silver car.
0: Split bumper was also beautiful.
1: Um, Golly there's so many great cars to choose from there was a couple really nice third gens there too really clean third gen yes. like tpi 305 tpi cars yeah I mean and, and the thing is the story is like there was a guy there they had his fourth gen Camaro. was a convertible red white race or white with red racing stripes on it it was his very first car show and he won yeah well he had a beautiful car too I mean I, I love that I love that story and it was a was his the son there with the green one yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't the son. It was the fi- It was the son's car originally, and the okay. dad got it back because the son got a new one, and got the you. dad's restoring the son's fourth gen Camaro.
0: That's awesome. I mean, and stories like that make these car shows amazing. And then there's the after party, the Jello shots. I think I had about fifty.
1: I don't I- think that's on the show flyer, Robert. I think I think, I think, I think, I think, I think you took that to the next level. I mean, I, I, I know you took it to the next level because I witnessed it. Well, I
0: mean. It was it was good times. They kept offering and uh I kept thinking, I mean, I didn't want to be rude, you
1: know.
0: I mean, you are so I? polite. <laughs> well, I mean, they're offering. And then there's the stories. You know, after we went to bed because we got to work and do our thing, there's the McDonald's police story. And the McDonald's police story is great. You, you, did you not hear this? No, I didn't. All right, so our fellow our fellow friends with the ABM group, uh the Aqua Blue Metallic group. Um they, uh, obvious, Those people. Yeah, the ones that offered up the jello shots obviously were a little intoxicated, and uh, they walked over to the local McDonald's and uh, were trying to get some food at like four in the morning. Well, they don't serve you if you walk to the drive-through window, so they came back, and uh, the cop there that was uh, securing the parking lot took their money, and actually drove across to the McDonald's and got them food.
1: That right there is a service to the community.
0: I mean, that to protect and serve. I mean, what other way could you serve? Than how could you? How,
1: serving a Big Mac. That <laughs> is serving the community. But I want to tell you something else that's really cool about it. I mean, we had, there were so many fun stories, and there was just so many fun people there. I mean, we were out riding around on the golf cart. And, I mean, it was great. It was a great show, and I'm, I'm really excited about the sixth annual Camaro All, Gathering.
0: Yes, sir. All right, real quick. I know you own a Camaro, so
1: did I. tell us a little bit about your Camaro, super quick. Well, I had a 67, which is a first-year car, RSSS, Corvette yellow, black Bumblebee stripe, very cool car, 17, 18-inch billets, uh, 454, four-speed. Well, there's an interesting story with that car, isn't there? Well, that car, I want to tell you something. My dad, when I bought it, my dad, you know, he's a wheeler-dealer guy. You know, we've always swapped and traded cars. I had a 65-point at Bonneville, and it was a great car. It was perfect. But it was a 65 Pontiac Bonneville. Right. And my dad had a 67 RSS ss Camaro. And my dad hated that car. He loved my Bonneville. And he actually swapped me for it. <laughs> that was probably one of the best deals I ever got off the old man. Well, it's hard to get rid of a Bon Bon, and I love Bon Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't want to tell you something. I'd buy the old Bonnie back because that was just a great car. <laughs> All right, real quick. I had an 88 uh I don't even know if there was a model number to it. It was a third gen.
0: Yeah, it was a third gen, but I had 88 with a 2.8 liter. Probably the worst Camaro ever made. What color was it? It was black with white racing stripes. So it did have a little cool factor, but it was slow. It was awful. It was horrible. It, yeah, it was, it was a dog. I mean... the. It was terrible.
1: There's, there's no, It can't be that bad.
0: Oh, it was pretty bad. I, it was pretty bad. I did trade it for a uh, 77 K5 Blazer, though, so that was pretty good.
1: Some, somebody's a Wheeler dealer. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's a talker. Yeah, I won on that deal, that's for sure. I'm telling you, all day long. All right, guys, I'll tell you what. we got to pay some bills. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 right, WORD. Guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, Hot Rod. What's going on, man? Got your little newscaster hat on over there. I think you want to tell some people about some automotive news and things going on in the automotive world. We do
0: need, uh we need to talk about some automotive news. So, dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. sports center, but anyhow, I'm stealing it. All right. Toyota, exploring blockchain for driverless
1: cars. All right. You know, this this hurts me. Why does this hurt you, Rob? Excuse me, excuse me. I, just, I feel like I need to do something right quick. What's that? That's my soapbox. Ah, see. Ah. Let me get up here. All right. That's a big soapbox. Let me tell you what's wrong with America right now. Tell me, Rob. Driverless cars.
0: Well, it's not a problem yet, but it's presenting itself to be one, yes?
1: You know what's next? Heartless people. That's what it is. All right, hold your soapbox, because we need to explain this a little bit
0: more. Toyota is teaming up with MIT Media Lab and five other companies to explore blockchain technology for the development of driverless cars. Blockchain, if you don't know, is a public online ledger of transactions. This would enable businesses and consumers to securely share data on testing and
1: driving. So? I mean, I, I don't understand that. So they want to basically mimic drivers to see how they drive so they can train exactly. the Heartless Devil computer car to drive.
0: Exactly. And Toyota said in the statement this data uh, would be consumer optional to be shared with your insurance companies. To lower insurance rate, so now this is where I have a problem.
1: Well, this is okay. Well, so 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 not only are we dealing with the heartless devil computer car, and now it's teaming up with the man. Exactly. This all right. ain't nothing but bad juju all over it. All right. So here's how this works. Uh, this is
0: this goes back to the old give an inch, take a mile kind of thing. You give Toyota an inch and let them allow it to do this, and you know they give consumers options to share this information with the insurance company, so that you can lower your insurance rates. Well, when does this no longer become an option to share, and your car tells your insurance company immediately what you're doing?
1: You're a grassy old guy, aren't you?
0: A little bit, especially in things like this. I, I mean, can
1: tell hey, no more cons- no more conspiracy theory for you.
0: Well, here's the problem with this, Rob. I mean. Do you ever just go five miles an hour over your speed limit?
1: No, um, I always I think, drive the speed limit.
0: I think if anybody in this room or in this listening range of this uh, this uh, show would say that they don't, they're a liar. True. I mean, do you ever not use your turn signal? How much is this? How much the turn
1: signal from South Carolina?
0: Exactly. How much of this data is going to be shared with your insurance company? What if it becomes mandatory? Now premiums are gonna go through the roof because the man is watching us and how we drive. This I have a problem with
1: it. I have a big problem with it. I have a big problem with the whole AI thing anyway. This whole driverless cars or whole Okay, artificial intelligence is a great thing. You know, there's a lot of advancements in it that are helping people that are handicapped and all that. One hundred and ten percent Rob Pitts, hot rods and happy hour supports. So where do you
0: draw the line of where AI is a good thing? And where it's a bad thing. All
1: right. Well, let me let me tell you a story I heard. You know, I rode a diesel truck shop. You know, I deal with a lot of customers, you know, a lot of small businesses and things of that nature. Had a customer come in and said his 16-year-old son didn't want his driver's license. Now, I can't even wrap my mind around it. I wanted my driver's license when I was six. I'm with you there. But 16 years old, and he doesn't want a driver's license. And you know the reason why. Why is that, Rob? Because he can't play on his phone if he's driving.
0: Well, this is perfect for him, then. He I won't, mean, that drives hey, me insane. Just call an Uber and yeah, be yeah, done with it. Exactly. This is perfect for him. He won't need a driver's license because of driverless cars. Heartless.
1: I don't like it. I mean, that's just me. I think it's silly. I mean, there's upsides to it. Say you had too much to drink. Your car drive you home. Yeah, if your car don't malfunction and throw you in a lake. Or if you're drunk and you tell it the wrong thing.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm not sold on this idea at all. But I
1: think it's going a little overboard.
0: I do too. Let's shift gears a little bit. Stay on topic of Toyota, though, because they're actually regaining their respect with me. Toyota, um, they're taking America's best selling car, which happens to be the Toyota Camry, and they're going after titles with it. Other titles, that is, Um, NASCAR championships. As you know, the Toyota Camry is what Toyota uses in NASCAR. Right. And they've worked very, very hard at um, taking that sameness that we talked about in NASCAR a few weeks back and removing that from NASCAR. They've worked very hard at making the Camry you see on the racetrack look as close as they possibly can to the Camry you see at the dealership. And
1: this isn't easy, because NASCAR does not play well with No, NASCAR with stuff.
0: NASCAR does not play well with this at all. See, they're fighting an the uphill battle, but I'm going to tell you, if you go online and you look at the pictures, and they had the unveiling back in uh, January at the Detroit Auto Show. They had the unveiling of the two cars. If you go and look at these pictures, Toyota has nailed it. Basically, the Camry you see on the racetrack is a very aggressive version of what you see on the, on the road. That's cool. That's um, cool. Ford, you know, Ford and Chevy need to take notes on this one. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago with the, with the NASCAR show. We talked about how the cars you see around the track is just a, a, a just a body with Chevy stickers on it.
1: Well, I mean, and it's, it's getting to be that point. Well, it's getting out of hand. I mean, the whole you know, went on Sunday, sell on Monday thing. Well, they're <laughs> not selling anything like this on Monday.
0: And, and Toyota, thank God, has seen that exact thing and they're looking at getting their bang for the buck because you know it costs money to have your car going around the nascar circuit it costs a lot of money so they're seeing the marketing bang for buck here
1: ask dodge it does cost a lot of money they had to pull the plug in 2012 because they couldn't afford to keep up
0: exactly you know and that really bothers me too i don't mean to get off topic from toyota and what great things they're doing as far as nascar goes but that really bothers me dodge had you know they they couldn't afford to do this yet they're they're building all these demons and Hellcats and all that and maybe hey the budget might have freed up and allowed them to do that but
1: i don't know well i mean you got to think about it you know coming out with a car like the demon and then up and taking nascar are two totally different things
0: yeah, i'm with you there i'm with you there a valid argument could be made either way
1: yeah i mean this is kind of like an in-house play thing with a demon where you're out running in nascar
0: but is the marketing strategy for one better than the other?
1: I think I'll be honest with you, as many people are going to the street style. I mean, you know, look at NHRA. They're having the same problems that NASCAR's having. All right. Why cater to that crowd? They're they're appealing to the street crowd. And you might be onto something there. As a matter of fact, I think you're right. I mean, I, I really do. You know, Dodge has always been a little ahead of the curve on things like that. Especially in the marketing marketing department. Well that and I mean I think You know what? They may be putting all their eggs in another basket.
0: And it might be a best move for them, to be honest. All right. So let's switch gears again. Ford Motor Company. Last Friday, Ford stated that they will be investing $350 million in its Livonia transmission plant per their 2015 commitment made to the UAW, which UAW, as you know, is the United Automobile Workers. It's a labor
1: union. It's a labor union. So this is a big deal. Well, yeah, think about it. That's 800 jobs. That is 800 jobs. That's a lot of jobs.
0: Oh, well, this is retaining and possibly new jobs. They, they said they might use some of the previous Ford Motor Company employees and move them over. But, yeah, this is still, this is a big deal. And, I mean, this is part of a previous deal made where Ford said they'd invest, uh, what was the number on that? It was somewhere in the billions, like 1. Uh, $1. $1.4 billion or $1.8 billion in the plant and add three new transmissions. So this is just part of that deal. Um, last year, Ford announced a $1.4 billion investment to produce a 10-speed transmission, which you see that in your new Ford F-150s and your
1: new Ford Raptors. That's so, insane. Though. Well, Crossover's got eight speeds. It's <clears throat> ins- I mean, the, the transmissions. I mean, these automatics are getting crazy.
0: Yeah, 10-speed. Well, that's what's coming in the new Camaro is a 10-speed automatic, too. I mean, but $1.4 billion investment in this. I'm gonna tell you, it's interesting because uh, the stock in Ford is down. Actually,
1: it's down like thirty percent. Well, Ford's having a little change of ranks and all that stuff. They're having, they're having a part of my come to Jesus meeting internally up on the higher ups with Ford,
0: which you know is amazing though, because they've been one of the best selling automakers here recently, especially in the truck department.
1: Uh yes and no. <coughs> I'm gonna tell you something with the aluminum F one hundred and fifty. They, I really, really think that that pooped the bed. Just in my opinion. That truck has gotten so much bad rap. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, it's a great idea in theory. Yes, lighter, it gets better fuel mileage, but it's made out of a tin can. You know, and that's interesting because GM has talked about going to aluminum bodies as well. GM didn't going to an aluminum body. They're just now talking about they're talking about talking trash about the Fords being aluminum. Yeah, I mean, you have a valid point. And this is another thing. How about, how about if you wreck your Ford truck with an aluminum bed on it or aluminum body in general? You, know, you can't just put regular body filler in that. You can't MIG weld it together. So now you have to have all these special tools and special things just to work on these trucks. It's, it's really a nightmare in itself. Yes, it is.
0: Well, back on the subject about the transmission deal, Ford's president of America's Joe Henricks said in a quote We believe it is important to continue investing right here in our home market. Which is very good to see so this this 350 million dollars is going to be creating a new front wheel drive transmission that's what they're after and they're going to be using a lot of the same uh components and engineering they used in the 10-speed transmission so i mean this is kind
1: of a big deal they said it'd be more efficient and um uh, just
0: a better transmission all the way around
1: can't beat it man can't beat it at all well i tell you what odd rod i think it's time for us to pay some more bills already Guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here. On 106.3 WORD. Right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod. Yes, sir. I heard a little story about you, son. What's that? Getting away from them old station wagons. Amen. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh -uh. Praise the Lord. I've been praying for this day and praying for this day. I said, dear Lord, please help my friend Odd Rod. He's in them station wagons. I mean, if you got hooked on dope, we can send you somewhere for that. I don't know where we can send you for them station (laughs) wagons. And uh, he was the only one I knew could help me. And by goodness, guess what? You did it.
0: I still got my station wagon.
1: But you got something else,
0: though. I do, I do, I do. Tell us
1: about Odd Rod's new ride.
0: Well, I, I can guarantee you I didn't stray far away from my nickname on this one. I mean, it, you know, it, I had to keep it odd. It was so odd, actually, I didn't even know what it was. So I had to look it up. So you Googled it? I had to, because I had no idea what I was buying. So I purchased a 1977 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Indy Pace car.
1: And the Sonata, the 77 Cutlass.
0: No, it's not Cutlass, although I've called it that about 50 times. It's right. a Delta 88. It's, this is actually a B-body car, so it's actually so, the same well, chassis that's under my wagon. It's shortened well, down. I'm going
1: to fill you in on a little secret, guys. So if you're wondering, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what a 77 Delta 88 looks, but looks like, and you don't have your phone near you or anything like that. Here, let me paint you a picture. It's a car that's bigger than my first apartment, but <laughs> it has two doors. And if you remember way, way back, you know that car your Grammy used to drive? It's like that, but two-tone black and silver. That's pretty accurate, actually. With red guts. What's
0: funny, you know, I actually had a, like a, what year was that thing? Like a 79 or 80 Delta 88 in high school. It was a four-door. It was ugly. So, didn't, get,
1: didn't get a lot of dates did you
0: <laughs> well i got married i married the woman i was dating at the time so it worked
1: and that was love yeah
0: it pulled <laughs> the delta pulled <laughs> that just that just goes <laughs> to show you right there
1: guys you don't have to have a cool car
0: all right so i know a lot of you guys are like what what is a delta 88 indy pace car and i was like that too so i think we should talk about some facts
1: before, before you get too far into it though i want to tell you my joke all right <laughs> See, so so you have a 77 Oldsmobile, Oldsmobile Delta 88, right? Right. I think we should call it the Oddmobile. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a befitting statement for that car because nobody knows what it is. But, I mean, the car's actually got some really neat history to it, and it's actually kind of funny. Some of it is it's actually really interesting the more you started telling me about this car. So, Oddrod, school us on these 77 Osmo Bubbles.
0: All right. Let's first, <clears throat> before we talk about my actual car, let's talk about you know the year 77 and what it meant for ozmobile it was the fourth year that ozmobile served as an indy pace car in the 70s which is more than any other manufacturer still to date so that right there is actually pretty cool um the actual pace car featured uh, the one they actually drove around the track for the indy 500 featured a target top that was not available on the replica pace cars um and the car was driven by james Gardner, who's the actor in the rockford files Pop quiz.
1: What did What did James Garner drive in the Rockford uh, Files? Let me think. I think I know this. I think I, uh, Thunderbird. You're killing me. Sandy Ford Pontiac Firebird is Firebird. I knew it was a bird. I All knew right. it was a bird. When I put a little faith in you, son, you let me know. I knew it was a bird. I knew it was a bird. I didn't
0: watch the Rockford Files, man. you got to forgive me on that one. But anyhow, the car also featured bucket seats and a floor-mounted shifter, which I am very sad the replicas didn't get because that's pretty cool. Uh, like when I first looked at it, I said, this car needs bucket seats and floor shifter. So, but, you know, you can clone it after the genuine pace car. Uh, the pace car package was only available to the N37 model, which is the Delta 88 Royal Coupe. Uh, Royale Coupe, sorry. <laughs> um, the pace car package set customers back $914.
1: Which was a lot of money in '77. Well, you got to think about it. A Corvette didn't cost but ten thousand in nineteen eighty.
0: Yeah, so a thousand dollar package on your Delta eighty eight, a lot of cash. Um, here's where it gets to the good part. Only two thousand four hundred and one of the Delta eighty eight Indy Pace cars were ever made. And obviously, the one is the one they drove around the track with the target top. With the target top and everything. So twenty four hundred cars were made and released to public because. I don't know if you know this, but in our little research here, uh, we found out that Indianapolis Speedway owns all of the pace cars that drove around the track.
1: So Yeah, they actually had the original pace car from every race.
0: So the one never escaped. It's probably a several million dollar car if you you know wanted to put value on it. But 2,400 of them were available to the public. Now, right off the bat, the car was a hard sell because in 77, you got to think, this thing was pan silver and black, had a single racing stripe run up the hood. The side of it was black with silver all around it. This thing was a hard sell. Nobody wanted to drive it down. What, what owes
1: wasn't a hard sell in 1977.
0: Well, I give you that. But, I mean, still, this, this car was a hard sell because if you're going out and driving or buying a new family car, and then the bright red guts it has, the interior bleeds red, this thing, I mean, it, it was not an easy sell. So a lot of dealerships took them back and painted them a normal color and then sold them. I I imagine one of those cars is very rare. But now you've lowered the numbers of original Indy Pace car replicas from twenty four hundred to I don't know what, but you've lowered that number down to how many of them were left that did not get painted.
1: How many of these cars just got bought and driven? And you know, now they're they're junk. I mean they're just not around.
0: Yeah, I mean someone wanted a little hot sports car, I'm gonna buy me an Indy Pace car. And well, I wouldn't there say ain't little. Little I wouldn't There say ain't, ain't nothing
1: little. There's nothing little and nothing sport car about it.
0: But well, I mean it did have a uh, 403 under the hood, 6.6 liter. So it's, I mean, the car
1: a, moved pretty good for, it's a corporation big block. But for 1977, very respectable.
0: I mean, it is. It, you know, so
1: and a 4000 pound car.
0: I wouldn't say sports car, but you know, muscle-ish. <laughs> it, I mean, muscle-ish car. Um so I mean, yeah, a lot of people bought these things because they wanted a big, big car and that moved really well under its own power and got down the road and they look good doing it. So a lot of people bought one of these and just drove
1: them. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you got to think about it. People bought this car and they didn't put it up. They drove this car.
0: Yeah, I mean, everywhere. So right off the bat, you lose some to being repainted and God only knows where they're at. So, I mean, those things are rare, I'm sure. And then you lose some to people just buying and driving these things. So, I mean, if your grandma's got a Delta 88 and it's a two-door and it's sitting in your backyard, you might want to check the VIN plates because it might be an Indy-Pace car that's been repainted. I'm just saying. Just a little hint from Odd Rod there.
1: If your grandmother's still driving a 77 Delta 88. All
0: right. So, this is where you need to do your homework on your protective plates, your firewall tags, and know their markings. And honestly, we need to do a show on them alone and knowing where to find them on cars and knowing, you know, what to look for in your rare cars. I'm game on that. I can tell you anything you want to know about a Chevelle. (laughs) So we need to do that. We need to put that together at some point in time. But uh, W44 was the code for the Indy Pace car. Now, here's what cool things the W44 code included. Obviously, the special paint scheme, like we talked about, the silver and black, with red accent stripings all over it, and they are all over it. Uh, You got flat black window and door frames, headlight housings, grill, and door pull inserts, and taillight bezels. All those were painted flat black, which is not normal to the normal Delta 88. Very cool accent look, actually. Obviously I'll be posting pictures of this car up. You haven't even seen it yet. So um, obviously I'll be posting pictures of it. Now the biggie is the aluminum hood.
1: This is a cool thing. This is something that blows my mind. You got a car that has doors on it that are 13 foot long and weigh as much as a small ship, and they put an aluminum hood on it.
0: Yeah. Well, not to get ahead of myself, but 77 was a cool year for Oldsmobile because these cars actually got 700 pounds lighter than their predecessor. Man. So, the 70, what was it, 76 Oldsmobile was a 700 pound heavier car. So. I mean obviously right there off the rip these cars are already lighter and then this one catches the aluminum hood on it so that right there is cool and a very rare piece and actually just a little trivial fact because they had so many aluminum hoods lying around some of your four doors actually got them on there as well
1: now how cool is that
0: yeah so you might be the lucky yeah lucky one if you're driving around on a 77 Oldsmobile delta 88 <laughs> but you might be a lucky one driving around just a regular delta 88 and if you notice when you pop your hood and it's a little bit lighter than normal you got an aluminum hood on there but we gotta pay some bills i gotta make money to pay for this car and we gotta take a quick break and i'll be telling you more about it when we
1: come back all right guys you're listening to hot rods and happy hour right here on 1063 word